This episode of Didn't I Just Feed You is sponsored by By Heart. Longtime listeners know that Stacy and I both struggled with infant feeding stages with all our kids. Breastfeeding was hard, and choosing a formula was, well, also hard. We're thrilled to be working with By Heart, an infant nutrition company on a mission to make the best formula in the world. Not only is By Heart an easy-to-digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus leading infant formula. By Heart has their own patented protein blend that includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio, just like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code D-I-J-F-Y for a limited time. That's byheart.com slash podcast and code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You. Additional terms and conditions apply. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Today's episode is brought to you by One Potato, the only organic meal kit delivery service specifically designed for families. Each week, One Potato delivers semi-prepared ingredients to make meals that both kids and parents love in no time flat, along with tips on how to encourage kids to try new foods. To learn more, visit OnePotato.com. It will help you set yourself up for good choices. That's number one. So you're making this healthy routine. And then you'll have so much work done ahead of time so that when it's like a Wednesday night, you can just say, oh yeah, I've got that rice in the fridge. I've got all these vegetables. Let's just make fried rice. And there you go. Like 15 minutes later, dinner is done. Hey, I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. And this is Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding families. Because man, kids need to eat a lot. And so frequently too. Oh my gosh. All the time. Even while on vacation, Megan. I know you're just back. back from Turkey and you have school starting this week. Bless your heart. How I are you do. managing? I do. And we're so tired. <laughs> We're so tired, but you probably are too, because you're still getting back into the routine. We are. We are very much, well, we're three, two and a half weeks into school now. And I think we're just finally getting back into our routine hump. And I just really love routine. I got to tell you, I'm super happy to have my kids back in school and not feel like every week is super different. And I'm glad to be like back on the meal planning, train, and meal trying some meal prep. And I am also excited to be talking with you again. I know. It's so nice to hear your voice. Although I have to say, I always kind of forget how long it takes my kids to get back in the swing of things, especially when they were your kid's age. I used to be so relieved. And like after a week or two of being back to school, I'd be like, all right, like all pistons going and I'd be back in the swing of things. And my kids would like still be kind of frayed and getting used to things. And they'd be like, guys, like what's wrong? And I was like, oh yeah, you're little and it takes a while. So I don't know, like how are the kids doing? (laughs) 
They're doing, I think, as well as they can be doing. First grade has been an adjustment for Ella, my oldest, because kindergarten last year was a half day. And so it's a long day now to be in a full classroom. But I also think she's thriving. She's like me. She likes the routine. So she's like glad to have that familiarity and to have her friends back again. You start school this week. How's everyone feeling about going back to school post-Turkey vacation? Yeah. So (laughs) we air this episode on the 5th, right? Right. So the day that this episode airs is the day that the kids will be back at school. (laughs) And like we are just back from Turkey. Yes. We landed and we're recording and this airs in a few days and they'll be back at school. I hope that they'll be awake. Um, <laughs> for for learning. Come on, guys, learn. Um, yeah, everybody's really excited. I, you know, they're a little bit older now, so Oliver's going into third grade, and Isaac is going into sixth grade, which seems completely impossible, but it's true. And, you know, I'm also very, very excited to get into the swing of things. I mean, vacation was completely amazing, but traveling with kids is exhausting. And it, as you know, it was a very crazy summer for us. You know, it was tons of travel in the beginning. I launched a brand new website for myself at stacybillis.com. We launched this podcast, which was so exciting and fun, but just a ton of work for us. And the boys went to sleepaway camp, which was its own emotional roller coaster. And then we went on this huge family trip. So it's been a blur and I'm just really excited to like know exactly what the schedule is going to be to get back to meal planning. And no, I have not forgotten your challenge. (laughs) I was also just thinking, you know, right when we recorded last week's episode, you had just moved back into your house after renovations. Yes. And then you left and went to Turkey for like three weeks and now you're back and (laughs) I assigned you homework for as soon as you're back, which is to um, share your meal plan somewhere in your kitchen. Are you even settled into your new kitchen yet? Yes. So everything is done and settled and like we're like our house feels like our house. I have not started meal planning yet, but you know it this Sunday, I'm going to go back at it. And I'm going to tape it on my fridge because I'm a good student and I listen. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to share it on our stories. So no pressure, (laughs) Stacey, but do you have something that you're digging this week? Do I have something that I'm digging this week besides delicious Turkish food? I hope our audience doesn't think that this is totally gross. (laughs) But... (laughs) I'm just going to straight up self-promote because I have been away on vacation and I'm just going to say that I'm digging stacybillis.com and my cookbook, Make It Easy, partly because I've been on vacation and I haven't been in my kitchen cooking and I don't have some like a great new fabulous product and I promise, promise to get back to that next week. But also, you know, when you're away and you come back, Just like everybody else, I returned to my go-tos. And part of what my cookbook was, it was my very first cookbook. You know that I'm working on my second now, but your first cookbook 
is your, like, those are your favorites. So those are my simple meals. I incorporated a ton of my family's absolute favorites. And this week when I am exhausted, when I am not like super psyched to get online and start like, ooh, going all over everybody's websites and like looking for meal inspiration. And I'm still dreaming of being in Turkey and having, you know, kebabs that other people are grilling for me. I'm just going to (laughs) like grab, make it easy and make, you know, some of my kids' favorites. I just know they're my recipes. They work. My kids love the soba noodles. You know, it's great for uh, school lunch. I think I probably mentioned it in the school lunch episode. My kids love the Thai chicken burgers with quick pickled carrots in there. I'm going to whip that up. They love the pasta with pesto and green beans, which is also on my new site, stacybillis.com. The recipe's up there if you don't want to buy my cookbook. So, you know, I mean, just real easy, no-brainer stuff. And that's what I need post-vacation. I will echo that we love the recipes and make it easy. And we often make, especially in the summer when we're doing a lot of s'mores, the one bowl graham cracker recipe. Oh, yeah. From that recipe. And like, I think that's actually how I found you but long <laughs> before we were friends and long before I drunkenly asked you if you wanted to start a podcast. <laughs> um, was I shared your, I made the graham crackers and I shared them on Instagram and I tagged you in it and then started following you. So I love that. It's like feels a little full, full circle. My I'm digging this week is a product. It's like the bottled watermelon water, which I will have to post the name because now I'm blanking on it. It's like WTR watermelon water. I won, since we've moved to Idaho, I feel like I cannot drink enough water or enough like anything, juice, lemon water, lemonade to like get hydrated. And for whatever reason, I feel like the watermelon water is super hydrating the kids like to drink it and I don't feel super guilty about giving it to them because in general, I don't like to give them juice. I feel like it's not as nutrient dense as a piece of fruit, but I also really like the watermelon water for making cocktails. Like you can take some limes and a little tequila and like have an awesome watermelon margarita, which for the season that we're in, like right at the beginning of September is technically like starting to feel like fall, but it's still hot here. Um, And I still want to drink a cocktail on Friday nights when I'm meal planning. And so I've been doing the watermelon water as a watermelon margarita often while you've been away, which is just a really great little segue into this week's guest. Yes. So excited about this. Tracy Benjamin is a San Francisco-based food photographer who you may know from the popular website Shutterbean.com. Tracy finds inspiration in the everyday, and she sells her art in this really cool side project called The Handwriting Club. She's also a busy mom, like we are, and a frequent meal prepper who shares weekly meal prep using the hashtag ShutterbeanMealPrep. Tracy, welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You. Hi. Hi. We are so excited to have you today and ask you all about meal prep. You are sort of a prolific meal prepper. Maybe that's not the right word, but you love to meal prep and you share it on your Instagram, hashtag Shutterbean meal prep. Mm -hmm. And you just had a beautiful story in Better Homes and Gardens. And is it August, September issue? That's a prep school. The August issue. Perfect. So could you start out by telling us a little bit about your meal prep 
routine, how often you prep, how long you spend in the kitchen, and what's ultimately your goal when you set aside time to meal prep? Well, first of all, my goal is to find pockets of free time during the week. So, you know, my schedule changes all the time. So I like to have at least a few things to pick from in our refrigerator. So if we're not having baseball or we're at home on a weeknight, I can throw dinner together in less than a half an hour. So my goal is to also get rid of a bunch of stuff that's in my refrigerator. So every Sunday I carve out some time. And I go through my refrigerator because I have I've realized that if I have a messy refrigerator, then I can't function during the week. It's kind of like having a dirty, (laughs) like messy purse or car, you know, right? (laughs) Um, If I open up my refrigerator and it looks like a hurricane hit it, then I'm not into cooking. And it's like, uh, where do I begin? It kind of fluctuates depending on my work schedule. Um, As a food photographer, I have a lot of other things to shoot. So if I have a lot of food for clients, then my meal prep kind of goes out the window because we have to use up those leftovers. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So when I'm meal prepping, I start with cleaning out my refrigerator and seeing what I have left. So uh, I have probably like... 15 recipes that I alternate with depending on what I have left in my fridge. So if I have like a ton of arugula, I'll make a pesto out of it. If I have a ton of carrots, I'll probably make like a carrot coconut soup out of it. My goal is to get rid of all of the vegetables and repurpose them in other ways so that when it's like a Monday night, I can go into my refrigerator and instead of binging on like chips or, you know, or having popcorn, yeah, for, dinner. Having popcorn yeah. for dinner, I can, we can snack on like vegetables while I'm getting dinner ready because I've learned that like five o'clock on a Monday is where all of my inhibitions go away. So yeah, it's nice that every Monday or almost every Monday I have veggies cut up so that we can have snacks before dinner, healthy snacks. That's actually like a really smart takeaway and tip is like having prepped veggies in the fridge as a snack option right before dinner. Yes. It's kind of like when, sounds mean, but it's like when our children are the most vulnerable because they're starving. (laughs) Yes. I know. How about us? It is. It's when we're the most vulnerable. I'm most likely to eat cheese at five. Yeah. yeah, like just cheese and then not fill up on a healthy dinner. Yes. I feel like that's when I'm the most likely to also eat their scraps oh, and yeah. just pick up a granola bar yeah. and like make really terrible choices. Yes. <laughs> yes. Eating healthy is really about prepping and taking care of yourself because if you don't arm yourself with good options, then you are going to have popcorn for dinner and maybe you'll put butter on it, you know? <laughs> It's like That's so true. Yeah. Something else that I love about what you said, Tracy, is that you have these 15 recipes that you rotate through. Yeah. I think that people have this fantasy that they should be cooking all these different meals mm-hmm. and that we food people, we recipe developers, food photographers, you know, all these food professionals are making these elaborate meals for ourselves and for our families. And in truth, 
we're just like everybody else. We're working parents right. <laughs> and we're rotating through just a handful of simple, fresh meals that we know our kids will eat just like everybody else. Yes. And it's about keeping it simple. Like we don't have a ton of time on Sunday. Mm. I mean, how much time do you spend meal prepping? I'm sure you don't want to be in the kitchen all day. No, it depends. Usually it's like two hours, and two to three hours, but sometimes I can break it up throughout the week. So maybe I'll do like an hour of stuff on Sunday and then by Wednesday, maybe I have new groceries to work with. So I add a few more things like making a batch of rice or uh, making a pasta salad or something. But yeah, you should write down all of the recipes that your family is into and then have that little cheat sheet and then refer to that because I live with some picky eaters and (laughs) really picky eaters. And the last thing I want is to make a meal where I have to feel really awful because it didn't go over well, you know, or I have to like convince somebody to eat something. So it's important to pay attention to what your family likes and then just keep at that and then maybe switch it up a little bit, like have hamburgers, but maybe put lettuce as the bun sometimes. Or change up the protein, like maybe it's turkey burgers or lamb burgers. Or play around with the sides, you know. You are the second guest to sort of like reiterate that theme of like paying attention to what our kids love or what our families love and then repeating that. Catherine McCord of Wheelicious, we interviewed her about school lunch and she said we have like 10 um, lunch items that we just rotate through. And I think that that repetition is super comforting to our children. Yes. But also sort of what you're saying is the meal prep repetition in that routine is a thing that makes you feel better. So do you think of meal prep as a form of self-care? Oh, 100%. I don't know about you, but I feel so happy when I get into this rhythm of chopping and, you know, having like all these little prep containers and putting things in nicely. And then when I open up my refrigerator, I have these stacked little containers. It's super therapeutic because I listen to music, I get in the zone. And then while I'm doing it, I tend to start just getting creative with it. Like all of a sudden I am washing salads and that, you know, washing lettuce. And then it's like, oh yeah, I can make Caesar salad this week. I have that bread. So yeah, it, it becomes this therapeutic way of using my hands. And also it ignites my creativity. It's like, oh, okay, well I can do this with this and that with that. And oh, maybe I'll do this. And also my family stays away from me when I'm doing it. So it's like, (laughs) that was one of, that was one of my questions. Like, yeah, is Cooper your nine-year-old? Does he help? No, it sounds like, nope. um, It's usually (laughs) like I do it. And then my boys are off. My husband and my son are off like playing baseball or outside or something. So I've kind of built this routine where once I get started, I'm left alone. So it's, uh, it makes it even nicer to have that alone time. It's kind of like an introvert recharge. Oh, time. yes. I love thinking about it that way. Yes. A hundred percent. I think a lot of people and, and myself included, like I think of it as 
a lot of like work and maybe I just really need to start reframing it as like, this is time for me and it's going to make my week better. Well, it will help you set yourself up for good choices. That's number one. So you're making this healthy routine and then you'll have so much work done ahead of time so that when it's like a Wednesday night, you can just say, oh yeah, I've got that rice in the fridge. I've got all these vegetables. Let's just make a, you know, fried rice. And there you go. Like 15 minutes later, dinner is done. It's like, you know, that Wednesday night is the night I'm most likely to abandon my meal plan. Yeah. <laughs> because that is the, yeah. like where my good intentions go to die is Wednesday night. It just feels like busy yeah. and tired. Yeah. And That's funny. Yeah. Wednesday night's my night too. Yeah. It's <laughs> hump day, right? Well, I do feel like somehow in my life I've become, I feel obligated to be the voice of the person who hates cooking. And I don't know why, because I actually love cooking. It's my career, obviously. Mm -hmm. But at some point, I was working with a client one-on-one, and I had this moment where it clicked for me that this person hated cooking the way that I used to hate exercise. Mm. And I just welled up with empathy for her. And I was like, oh, I I get it. Like, she's she's really never going to love this. There's nothing I can do that's going to make her love this. So... What can I do just to make this worthwhile for her? Like, you know, what can be her motivation? So going back to this idea of, you know, it being therapeutic, everything you guys have said totally resonates with me. But just to be the voice of that person who's like, oh, my God, I'm never going to love chopping. (laughs) Never. Oh, gosh. Can I give a that I get to be alone in the kitchen because that sounds like the most miserable way to spend my personal time. Oh, man. I do want to go back to something you said at the beginning, Tracy, about how when you open your fridge and it's a mess and you're like, oh, oh, my God. Yeah. I do think that for people who hate cooking, something they forget is that acute stress they feel at 5 6 p.m. every single night when they go to their fridge Mm -hmm. and they're like oh I have to make something for my family yes I feel like that about working out right right right? yeah that's how I feel about working out too and that if you can just take a little bit of time to reduce that acute stress because let's just get real You've got to do this. Yeah. Your kids need to eat. Yeah. Like, it's reality. You need to eat too. You need to eat. Yeah. Right? Just it's like accept this. If we take your working out analogy um, and apply it to this, it's like when you lay out your clothes to work out and you kind of set this intention of like, okay, I'm going to work out in the morning and you get yourself together. And the only thing that you have to do is motivate yourself, which is probably the yeah. hardest part of it. But you have no excuses. So when you open up a refrigerator, it's like, okay, all I need to do is pull out the carrots. All I need to do is this. And instead of having, I don't know, an hour or sometimes two hours put into dinner, you have, you're basically like a sous chef for yourself. You have all, you're one step closer to making a fast meal. Yes. I always say it's like a gift to your future self. Yeah. Like when you prep stuff or put stuff in the freezer or in the fridge that's ready to go, it's like, this is a little gift for my future self. And I thank my past self when it's there. Yes, me too. 
Um, one of the things I do is, you know, if we order pizza on a Friday night, I will order a little more pizza than we'll eat. And I will take a few of the slices and then freeze it. And so let's say it's a Monday night and I don't feel like cooking, then I can just take some of the freezer pizza, put it on a pan, put it in the oven, and then heat it up. And it's like, it's even better because it's crispier. It's delicious. So smart. So if you... You're always meal prepping. Yeah, always. You're always, always. Always be meal prepping. I'm in it to win it. <laughs> yeah. you got to make life easy for yourself because... Going out to eat is expensive, and if you go to the grocery store, I don't know about you, but it just is so hard to see these containers of fruit that are already made that cost like three times the amount they should because they're put into a container. People will pay like $10 for cut up cantaloupe when you could do that for less than $2, you know? Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Elmhurst, a brand you'll find if you peek in my very own pantry. Their plant-based milks have more nutrition and whole grains than other leading brands and are made without gums, emulsifiers, or carrageenan, because simple doesn't have to mean less. Use the promo code HUNGRY to get 20% off your next purchase at elmhurst1925.com. Tracy, can we go back to this idea of finding little pockets of time and talk about how if you don't have two or three hours to meal prep on the weekend, you really can give gifts to your future self by prepping a little bit extra. Like say on Monday night, you're chopping veggies for stir fry. If you just like add a couple extra and stick them in the fridge, what are some strategies for prepping ahead when you're already cooking dinner, like on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for the rest of the week or for your future? Well, there's different ways to help supplement the rest of your week. Like if you're making a batch of rice, make a little bit extra. You can tuck some away in your fridge or you can put it in the freezer so that you can pop it out. If you're on a roll with uh, chopping, let's say you want to make something the next day. Um, You can chop like onions ahead of time, any type of fruits or vegetables. The the thing is like once you're on a roll, you just kind of have to ride that zone. I don't know about you, but it's like, all right, what's next? What's next? Okay. As long as I have all this stuff out, at least I can spend a few more minutes getting ahead of the week by doing something ahead of time. Right. And it's like, you'll never know when you, not you'll never know, but you can sort of sense like, oh, today I have lots of energy and I have the time. So I might as well take advantage of that because later in the week, it's going to be really busy and I'm not going to want to do these things. But there's also, if life gets in the way, it really does. So sometimes I'll have stuff prepped and then, you know, we're out at baseball and then people are like, let's go out to dinner. Let's have a thing. And it's like, oh, dinner at home. (laughs) I'm sure you've run into that situation before, right? Right. That's why meal planning doesn't work for me because I don't want to eat the enchiladas that I plan to eat on Thursday. You know, I am a wild card with food sometimes. It's like, no, I don't really feel like eating that. And nobody else does, you know? (laughs) So That's um, so funny. I hear that a lot. That, like, doesn't bother me. Megan, how do you feel about that? Well, I my favorite... Idiom of meal planning is plan your work and work your plan. 
which is sort of what, <laughs> which, which is sort of like what Tracy's saying about how she doesn't know what she wants to eat. So her plan is to prep a bunch of food and then make what she prepped work for her and her family. Whereas I plan like a week of meals and I assign them days, but I also like if I get to Tuesday and we don't want to have the tacos that I planned, I have no hesitation to either pull out a back pocket meal like breakfast for dinner or we do this like pasta with chickpeas and tomato paste sort of Mm. quickie dinner that I know everyone will eat and love. And then I just rearrange things as I go. Yeah. And some of it's like, I think people need that permission. Like, let me write it for you right now. Didn't I just feed you listeners? Like, if you need to move something on your meal plan plan around, just do it. Or if you don't actually like to meal plan, maybe you should meal prep instead and make that work for you. So that, I mean, that's how I get around. The thing that I have a hard time with that is you have to deal with expiration dates. You know, yes. so you get meat and then it's like, use it or lose it. Um, yeah, I think also the fact that I started cooking with much less meat made it a lot easier for me yeah. to be flexible. I bet. Because I only cook two, maybe three meals a week with meat. So I know that we're always going to eat at least three meals at home. So the meat will get used up one way or another because it is true tracy that as your kids get older and megan it'll be i'll be curious as your kids get older if you find this that things become way more variable like practice friends long or you know isaac will be like can i just stay at my friend's house longer i'm gonna eat here yeah things start becoming way less predictable yes or dinner time. I'm starting to see that. Predictable as they get older. Yeah. Well, it's part of why I'm so excited to talk with Tracy about meal prep, because I feel like it, it is a tool that people can use if they are, they don't want to meal plan. Like totally. if you don't like to meal plan, then meal prepping is your answer to less stressful weeknight dinners. Yes. Totally. Yeah. And what we were saying before about strategies throughout the week, if you ever have leftovers, wrap them up, put them in the, you know, freezer. I don't, I work from home most of the time. So I don't really want to make myself this elaborate lunch. And so if I have like one serving of, let's say a soup or chili and I have it in the the freezer, then it's like, Oh, cool. I don't have to make a boring old sandwich again. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I think people don't use their refrigerator and freezer smart enough. I think that's uh, once you start meal prepping, you'll see that it's one of the biggest tools you have. Do you use your meal prep stuff for school lunches as well? Yes. Oh, totally. That's why I do all the cut up vegetables because I don't want to sit in the you know kitchen in the morning washing fruits and vegetables because I don't have time. You know. <laughs> yeah, and having that. Prep probably helps Cooper pack his lunch when he feels motivated yes. to, too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, having... Because most of the meal prep that I do actually started as school lunch meal prep. Mm-hmm. So my kids don't love sandwiches. Mm-hmm. So it started with rice and a pound of pasta every week. Because mm-hmm. I would make like pesto pasta for my little one or like a tuna salad pasta. Nice. And then I was like, oh, wait, if I'm cooking a pound of pasta, I could also use this to make 
dinner. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just meal prep dinner. Yeah. And that's how some of my bulk cooking for meal prep started. Definitely. Um, my son loves rice. So we, I have to make a bunch of rice every week. And it's great because sometimes my husband works late or he's not home. And then it's just the two of us eating. And I don't want to make this whole batch of rice with, you know, chicken teriyaki. So I'll just pull a little bag from the freezer of rice that we've I've already made. And it's so much easier than bringing the whole thing out and doing that if it's just two of us eating, you know? Yeah, and it's so much more affordable than buying it. Yes. Rice is so easy to make and freeze. It is. It is. And people are buying it. I mean, it's great. It's awesome and convenient that Trader Joe's offers it, but I see that people are buying it and it's so expensive. That's how I feel about hard-boiled eggs. Yes. I just don't <laughs> understand. I, I think Trader Joe's has like a bag of hard-boiled eggs and it makes I me cringe. I find it creepy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to eat those eggs. No, who does? Who does? No. I want to ask you, Tracy. Okay, so rice is one of the things that you probably always prep. Yes. Or you, you, every other week, maybe, depending on how much of your freezer, freezer stash you've used mm-hmm. up. But what are three other things? And they can be like very general that you always prep? I always do vegetables. So there's like carrots and red peppers because that's what Cooper likes. And I usually will do like a tuna salad because that can be put in regular salads and we can make sandwiches out of that. I always prep lettuce, but that's not like a meal right? That's okay. It doesn't have to be. You also do a reset button salad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I will make a batch of quinoa so that I can put that in salads. And then, you know, like if you have the oven going, because let's say you have tomatoes and they've been sitting on the counter and they're starting to kind of wrinkle, I will throw tomatoes on a baking sheet and roast them. And so those will get either like absorbed in a pasta or a pasta salad. But while I have the oven going, I just try to throw in so many other different things like I'll toast walnuts, I'll toast coconuts so that we can like have that for yogurt. But usually it's the tuna salad and maybe like a pasta salad so that we have like lunches for adults during the week. My husband also works from home. Or maybe meatballs. <laughs> I don't know. It it just switches all the time. We I just know that we need vegetables prepared. I know we need salad options and usually rice and quinoa. I don't know. Those are that, good answers. Yeah. Yeah. And you also includes just because I've totally stocked hashtag shutter bean meal prep. You oh. also sometimes do like Iced tea for yes. yourself. Yeah. Or lemonade. Yeah. Iced tea is a really good thing to have in our fridge. My husband loves iced tea. So, you know, it's so cheap to make and it's so easy. And I don't want to buy iced tea if we already have all the ingredients to do it. Right. Do you have an iced tea on Shutter Bean? Oh, I know yeah. Have I have a mint iced the tea. The reset. Mint iced tea. Okay, so we'll link to all of those in the show notes. And we will also link to your Instagram and your the meal prep 
hashtag. Okay, cool. But I want one parting question is, do you have a favorite storage container? Oh yeah. For meal prep or kit? Um, I love Pyrex dishes. Uh, my mom got me into them a long time ago. So I use Pyrex dishes. They're glass and every now and then they have like a cool color lid. So I'm always on the lookout for those. So you're mostly buying those vintage or are you finding them online? You can get them. You can get like a whole set at Costco, I think. And they have them at Target and on Amazon as well. But I like them because it's their glass. So if you need to reheat something, uh, I don't feel bad about putting it in the microwave like I would if it was plastic. And they last longer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've dropped some on the floor and they've never broken. So that's amazing. The clutz in the kitchen. Let's <laughs> be uh, real. I feel like if I can make all of my meal prep look as beautiful as you do, Tracy, I would meal prep all the time. Oh my gosh! <laughs> all you have to do is like put it on a table and organize it. That's it. Take a well, photo, and then all your beautiful like hand lettering yes Yes. and we should mention you have a really fun instagram and also an etsy shop called the handwriting club yes i love handwriting it's one of my favorite things i hope it doesn't die in the future i really it won't it can't let's cross our fingers well tracy it was such a pleasure to chat with you about meal prep today thank Thank you you so much for coming and yeah thank you tracy thanks for having me we love shutter love you guys too Thanks for listening to Didn't I Just Feed You. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jamendo. And now that you listen to us, we want to listen to you. What do you want us to cover? Have questions? Email us at hello, didn't I just feed you.com. You can also visit us there to find us in all those other fabulous places like Instagram and our Facebook group. But most importantly, if you enjoyed listening to us, please tell all your friends about Didn't I Just Feed You. Leave us a review on iTunes because it really makes a difference for us new podcasters. And make sure to subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you again for listening. This is Megan. And this is Stacy. Stay sane and well-fed. Until next week. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.